Thank you for tuning in to our podcast recorded live each week. Now sit back and enjoy the award-winning Tony Sanders Outdoor Show. Tighten your life vest, wrap into your tree stand, and get ready for the award-winning Tony Sanders Outdoors. Your source for outdoor information, education, and entertainment. Now, here are your hosts, Tony Sanders and Rob Pratula. Good morning, everybody. Tony Sanders Outdoors is live on the air from the banks of the beautiful Tennessee River, wherever we happen to be, except for our guest, which we'll get to in a second, who is on the mountaintops surrounding the city. Good morning, Robert. Good morning, Tony. How are you this morning? I am wonderful. Good for you, man. Good I, for you. I, I have to admit, I know you're not as big into it as I am. I enjoy the commute to the radio show. Um, eh, yeah, I can see that. It's, you know, 14 feet is a lot better than 14 miles. True. At true, 4 true. o'clock in the morning. True. So we are still out of the studio at this point, but um, I will say... Um, I haven't been sleeping in. I'll be honest, I have not. I've been waking up at 3 o'clock and like normal time and, you know, keeping a schedule, trying to. Yep. And, uh, you know, been trying to keep a schedule going and even on Saturday mornings, wake up at 3, do the show, do everything I need to do for the rest of the day. So, anyway. Well, and that's the one thing I have I have, I have given up a little bit. I actually don't get up for 4 now. Ah, oh, Okay. Well, that would explain why my phone isn't blowing up at 3.30 in the morning. Exactly. <laughs> okay, well, fair enough. Good deal. I'm still trying to sleep. Okay, fair enough. But I have noticed <laughs> that I do wake up at 3 and have to kind of let myself yeah. go back to sleep. The weird thing is, I'm with you, and I don't know if any of our listeners have ever, ever experienced this. When you get on a schedule and you know you got something, you wake up, you know, I don't know why, but I wake up at, like, if I'm getting up at 3, I wake up at 2.55. Or if I'm getting up at four, I'm waking up at you know, three fifty-five. I always wake up just a little bit early, and my alarm rarely goes off. Even during the week, you know, when I set it for, uh, well, when I was in school, uh, I set it for, um, you know, I'd head into the office about six. You know, I get up at five. I'd wake up at four fifty-five. You know how it goes. Yep. So. We do have a special guest that I convinced to join us. Live from the hamlet of Sell Creek, we the have guy. Ronnie Dodd. How are you doing, Ronnie? Yep. Good morning, gentlemen. How are y'all? Good. Uh, Good, sir. Glad to have you here. Appreciate the invite. Um, I thought this would be a good opportunity to talk a little bit about guns and things like that. Um, we got turkeys going on. we got some stories from Rob and things like that. But also, uh, I'm seeing a lot more people uh, getting into firearms and, and doing guns and taking guns and buying guns and have no freaking clue what they're doing. Amen. Amen. There was uh, the last two months, according to Nick's uh, records, uh, there's been more guns sold in the last two months than uh, ever before since the system got booted up 
as a as a gun person, uh, Ronnie, what do you think um, about that? I mean, as a as a trainer, as an educator. Well, it it concerns me because I always use the analogy in my classes. When I turned sixteen, my father didn't hand me the car keys and say, "Here, son, go drive." I got some instruction on how to, uh, you know, operate the car safely, drive, park, you know, stuff like that. Uh, I'm actually setting up some online classes where we can do like we're doing right now, one-on-one, and hopefully some of these people will reach out to me and I'll be able to instruct them on how to be safe with them. That's a great idea. That's a great idea, especially during this time of uh, isolation. That's really cool. Yeah, yeah. The first one set for uh, May the 15th, actually. Well, I saw where uh, you are doing some classes there at your facility, right? Yes, sir. We're having our first official class today. I'm having a uh, ladies-on basic handgun class, and that'll be the first open class. We've done some one-on-one training, but, you know, other than the one-on-one, that's all we've done. Well, uh, a, a young lady that went to uh, school with my daughter, I was saw her on Facebook, and uh, she was proudly displaying she was at your place shooting some uh, ARs, and, 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 and she was a happy girl with an AR in her Jeep, an AR in her Jeep, and, and Megan was very happy to be up there shooting with you. Yeah, she... Uh... Her and two other people took the handgun safety class last uh, Thursday, maybe it was, something like that. And uh, she said, hey, I built a new AR so thinking we could put a few rounds down range. And I said, I don't see why we can't. So I hooked her up with a single-point harness and gave her some social ammo for her gun. So when she left, she was happy. <laughs> well, you know, it's funny. Um just this week, one of my Facebook memories uh, popped up was right after you had given me the the shooting gloves, and I'd gone to the range and and was shooting a forty five. And that you, matter of fact, you shared it with me. It came up on yours as well. Uh, so, and actually, Rob and I, I don't, did we even talk about this last week, Rob? Much, but we actually a little bit, a little bit. Rob and I went to the range last Friday, and and it was kind of nice just to get out and. And, and get some GSR on my hands and, and, and enjoy it. And, and I got uh, to shoot guns that I never shot before, so that was really interesting and new to me. So I, I enjoyed my time out there. Yeah, I, I figure I'm protect, protected against the uh, virus from all the uh, cordite that's in my system. So, you know, I figure that's what's <laughs> protecting me. That's probably what it is. Yeah. Uh, and I did, uh, Ronnie, just so you know, I continued my my love affair with the 357 SIG, and um, okay. I bought a, um, I had a, uh, a SIG 239, which you'll, you'll remember, and, and, and really most people probably don't, but it was one of the original carry guns. It was a single stack, thin, small gun that by today's standards is huge, yeah. and, uh, but I, I, I stumbled across and paid for dearly a um, a barrel to tear my 40 into 357, and uh, really enjoyed shooting it in 357. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I did too. 
Well, that's a wonderful thing. So, yes, it was. It was. So we're going to talk about that and a couple other things. But I've just it's it's probably been a while since you've been in. I, I, I'd have to look back and, and see. But um, I think it's always good to remind people about safety and uh, and training. And and one of the, you know, I'm always been torn. I'm, I'm a I'm a proponent of constitutional right to keep and bear arms and all that stuff. But I'm also kind of torn with people out there carrying guns that shouldn't be carrying guns because they're not practiced with them. I think they're they're dangerous. Uh, I've got friends that I know that have not shot a gun since they got their carry permit 10 years ago. And that's, to me, is as scary as anything else that's out there. That's, that's absolutely the truth, yes, sir. Um, in training, uh, I'm assuming this has put a damper on most all of your training, this virus stuff that we've been dealing with. Oh yeah. Yeah. We, um, I had a pretty full month in April booked up and all but one student, you know, rescheduled for later in the year. And you know, I, I teach for Bill Rogers over in LJ and we, um, we, uh, Bill had to cancel all the classes until August because so many people backed out that, you know, it just wasn't worthwhile to, for him to open up. So, yeah, it's, uh, it's affected everybody. Well, that's the part that, um, uh, a, a business that I don't think people are going to be thinking about. I think it's going to, uh, it's going to have a lot more impact, lasting impact than people realize. I, I agree with it. It's, uh, I know it has me. Uh, it's, uh, it, as both of y'all know, my other form of income is from the entertainment industry. Right. And, uh, man, it's, it's, it's dead in the water. Uh, yeah. What industry? <laughs> yeah. Really? So, well, uh, hey, hey. We are entertaining. You can you can become a part of our industry because you are now entertaining. Well, I you know I I enjoy the heck out of it. I appreciate the opportunity. <laughs> well, I uh, you know I want to talk about uh, a couple of things that I've been seeing, and probably the funniest thing I've been seeing is why in the world does everybody and and I know you do Facebook, but I get so tickled uh, a comment yesterday. Here's my new Glock. What do you guys think? Well, why in the world do you care what people think if you've gone out and bought a new Glock? Or if you've gone out and bought a new whatever? Uh, it's just, I mean, somebody will post a picture of a, of a gun and, and ask for comments. And there's 400 comments about, oh, it sucks or it's good. or you. Know, <laughs> I get so tickled at people uh, trying to get this approval on facebook it's like my god not only that but hey here's here is my here's my collection post yours like i'm going to post any picture of a gun on facebook like that my lord i would like to go on record right now and so this is on on record that i have no guns at my house so if the government ever comes looking i have no guns and if i did have any i lost them when i was out fishing in the river 
and it's real deep, so you'll never find them. So I have no guns. I'm just saying that right now. <laughs> yeah, they've been a lot of they've been a lot of guns lost in the river, according to Facebook here lately. Yeah, <laughs> I'm just I'm just throwing that out there, fellas. Just just trying to help. Well, and and uh, I was on a webinar a couple of weeks ago, and it was talked about operational security around the home during this environment uh, virus time. And anybody that knows me knows because of my business. So that has concerned me just a little bit. So, you know. Uh, it, it, as a matter of fact, I think we'll uh, we'll add that to the, the discussion we need to have here today. We're getting ready to go pay some bills. But uh, I do think we need to talk about uh, safety at the home and from the standpoint of uh, this con this environment that we're in. How's that? Okay. We'll talk about that and more when we come back. We're we're on we're on Skype with Ronnie Dodd from Dodd Training, and look forward to having a conversation here in, the, in a few minutes. We'll be right back. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. That is more than the catchy jingle when it describes State Farm agent Rodney Allen. For over 20 years, Rodney and his team of professionals have been taking care of our family's insurance needs. Whether it's home, auto, life, or insurance, or your outdoor toys, whatever it is, Rodney Allen and State Farm can handle these needs. Don't forget your banking and financial needs as well. Reach Rodney Allen and his staff at 423-847-3881. Again, that's 423-847-3881. And invest a few minutes of your time to deal with a financial professional and his staff. Rodney Allen, State Farm. Are you a member of the National Rifle Association? If not, why? No other organization in this country fights for your rights like the NRA. In the current environment, our rights under the Second Amendment are being attacked every day. While we in the South may feel comfortable, that is not the case all across America. The NRA is taking up the fight for you, and you need to be a part. Join the over 5 million men, women, and children who are members of the NRA. Go to TonySandersOutdoors.com and click on the Join NRA link. Don't wait too late. Welcome back. Tony Sanders Outdoors hanging with you this Saturday morning. Kind of cool, believe it or not. May and in the 30s what is the deal yeah right. I, I like it I, I really like that um i love it me too i was uh in college uh many many years ago and uh ended up uh fishing a, a river towards the end of the semester you know about this time of year but right before the semester ended and uh we had to wait um to get onto the river because it was ice on the side and there was frost and everything and so you know i'm not I, it's kind of that late spring final push of frost and cold i love it but uh i'm a cold weather guy so i understand no i mean it's i definitely appreciate it so you're enjoying this weather too ronnie i love it yeah this i'll take this type of weather over 90 degrees any day of the week here, here. Amen. I'm with you. All right. So uh, let's go back to our, our uh, where we started right before the break, Ronnie. You were talking about somewhat concerned in this current environment uh, as far as what you do. Um, 
you run a training you run a training facility which obviously has lots of things that people may find of interest when they get a little troubled um and so i guess you have to take security pretty seriously now i think a person is pretty stupid to come to your place unannounced i'll just say well yes i agree with you i don't i saw, I saw a sign one time said come on up i've got a lot of property and i own a backhoe so but no it's uh that that's been has you know because I have had to go out. I've, I've tried to stay in because I'm really in that high-risk category, and uh, I've tried to stay home as much as I could, but I have had to go out, and that's really the only time it's concerned me. As long as I'm here, I'm not worried about it. Right. So what kind of precautions should people take about uh, keeping their their stuff safe? Well, you hit the nail on the head there a few minutes ago when somebody buys their new whiz-bang pistol and puts it all over Facebook, you know. That's just, um, a lady posted a picture in front of her house, I think it was out in Texas the other day, and had like 15 long guns laid out on the sidewalk. <laughs> well, now, every thug in the area that's on Facebook knows she's got 15, it's just, they need to keep low profile. If anytime, you know, complain about the cat being sick, the beagle being sick, you know, something like that, but don't don't brag about, hey, I just bought five thousand rounds of twenty two ammo and look at my new two twenty two pistols I've got. Just keep a low profile. Use some common sense. Oh, that's common sense is out the window. Right now, yes. The um, the only reason there's stuff on me on social media is that is one of the huge ways that I draw business to my company. Yeah, and, and I'll be the first to admit I I've posted pictures and stuff as well, but I don't I don't I mean I saw somebody the other day that like you kinda like what you said, they're laying laying on their on their bed or on something was, you know, fifteen or twenty really nice ARs tricked out, you know, with all kinds of electronic scopes and, and, and sighting systems and uh, silencers. And I'm sitting there looking at this, and I'm like, I wonder where this dude is. So I just clicked on his name, and I saw that he lived in a city about an hour and a half away. And uh, so I just started playing, and I'm like, in, an, in less than four minutes, I found out what his address was. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So, and, and, and I remember, and I think we've talked about this, Ronnie, there's, I think there's people out there that feel like that just because they have a gun, they're invincible. Okay. Yes. And I remember, if you remember the 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 gentleman that was killed at, um, I believe, the Cancuns there here in Chattanooga, probably five or six, seven years ago, he was pumping gas at the, at the at the gas station, and and somebody just walked up and shot him. And I remember seeing all the comments. Well, if I'd had a gu if he had had a gun, he'd have been safe. No, he had been dead with a gun because he never had an opportunity. Guy walked up out of nowhere and just shot him. There was no there was no altercation. There was no nothing. There was no time to get prepared. And I think 
that's where people are sadly mistaken. Just because I have a gun in my car or I carry one on my hip or whatever, I've still got to be vigilant and be aware of what's going on around me. Well, if the greatest president alive, President Reagan, was still alive and we could ask him, it doesn't matter if you got a security detail. If somebody wants to shoot you and they're willing to die for it or to get caught, you're going to get shot. Me, you, Tony, the guy on the left shaking his head, yeah. If somebody, That'd be Jesse. Yeah, but I agree with you. Ah, good deal. Uh, yeah, if somebody has the intentions of, of doing you harm, it's just that gun hard to protect against. You have to keep up your situational awareness at all times. Would you think that's about as important as that whether you have a gun or not, too? Just being aware of what's going on around you? Exactly. Exactly. I mean, there's. it's not hard to look at the news and think, well, if the guy had had a little bit of situational awareness, he may not have been into that situation that he got into. He might have been able to get out of there or something like that. So, yeah, it's uh, we use the color code, uh, which Colonel Jeff Cooper, retired Marine, father of the modern pistol technique, uh, developed years ago. It's white, yellow, orange, and red. And anybody that walks around in condition white, which is basically with their head up their derriere, they don't stand a prayer of surviving any kind of an altercation. People should always, particularly, particularly if you carry a gun, you should walk around in condition yellow, head on a swivel. Gotcha. All right, we got a caller here. Jesse, go ahead and punch in. Dave, how are you, sir? Good morning, Dave. Good morning, gentlemen. One of my favorite subjects. How's everybody doing? Doing wonderful. Good, good. Listen, I just real quick, what you're talking about right this very minute. I've got a really, really good friend I work with, and uh, several years back, he he bought a, a little nine millimeter semi-auto, and his wife's got a little 380, and yeah, they live in Georgia, so all they had to do was just you know stop by the office and get their permits, and they. Oh, they might have run 15, 20 rounds through both of them. And I have preached and preached and preached to him, you know, you guys, if you're going to use that for protection, you've got to learn to use it. Well, I know how to use it. I know how to use it. I know you know how to use it. But, you know, if you don't train and, and use it and make it an extension of your hand, somebody's going to take it away from you one of these days and shoot you with it. I mean, it just, you know, I don't I don't understand people that will go through the class, get up permit, buy a weapon, shoot a few times, put it in a holster and tote it around. And they just it always just amazes me that they just will not practice and train with one with a weapon. I don't like I say, I'm always afraid somebody like that's uh, they'll end up giving their giving their weapon up to somebody and they'll they'll shoot them with it. That's just I don't know. It just seems a little bit way it would work. Yeah, I I definitely I I don't disagree with you at all and uh, I think it's a it's it's a it's a dangerous situation. Uh, it's probably more dangerous to have a gun and not know what you're doing with it than it is to not have a gun. Yes, sir. Oh yeah, that's that, that's the way I've always looked at it. It just if you don't if you're not familiar enough with it, you know, like I've I've always just taught my wife, you know, just always. Yeah, if you ever have to use that weapon, 
I want you to know how to use it. I want it to be a, an extension of your finger. It's just, you know, you don't have to think about anything. You don't have to do anything. It's a reflex if you ever need it. And she's very good with it. And I, I trust her judgment. And she practices, so that's always a good thing. But some people don't. It just scares me to death. I don't disagree with you at all. Yeah, well, listen, guys, I'll let you get to it. I'm on my way home, and have a great weekend. Talk to you soon. Thank you, Dave. Take care, Dave. Uh, take care, guys. Take care. Mm -hmm. You know, I think... Uh, Go ahead, Rob. I'm, I was going to say, I think uh, situational awareness and, like, de-escalation, you know, just walking away from stuff are the two things that everybody needs to practice. There's times when, you know, I'm sure you've been in traffic and I'm sure everybody that's listening has been in traffic and that person cuts you off and then they tell you you're number one. You can just de-escalate. Just, you know, know that, you know, you can de-escalate, walk away from this. It's, you know, just be cool, be calm, and then know your situational settings. And I think that's probably a major portion of what we're talking about today. It is. It is. Uh, you know what they were saying is, what's the best gun fight in the world? The one you don't have to be there for. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. It, it's always, if anybody says, oh, I'm just looking for a fight where I'm like, ah, da, 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 you know, that person's got some serious social issues, but more likely they're, they're full of BS. So, um, yeah, the, the, the one that you cannot get involved in. By, like you say, driving away, walking away, whatever, that's, that's the encounter you want to have. But you can only do that if you're aware of your surroundings. Right. Uh, and one of the things I want to talk about when we get back uh, is um, the, the reactive course that you teach. Because there's a big difference between standing at a range and taking your time and pointing at the target than it is reacting to something, especially if someone's shooting back at you. This is true. All right, Jesse, let's go pay a bill. And when we come back, we'll talk a little bit more with Mr. Ronnie Dodd. And, and I think even old Pratula has a story or two he wants to tell today. About, uh, I do indeed. About I do indeed. almost drowning on the water. We'll be uh, right uh, back. Tony Sanders Outdoors. What might happen. Sports' Warehouse has always supported the Chattanooga community and all the local conservation groups, wild game dinners, youth events, and much, much more. Please go and see them today at the corner of 153 and Lee Highway. Because whatever you need, whether it's camping, fishing, hiking, or hunting, whatever you need for your outdoor adventures, you can get it at Sports' Warehouse. Sports' Warehouse, the great indoors for those who love the great outdoors. Check them out at sportsmans.com. Sportsman's Warehouse, located at the corner of 153 and Lee Highway. If you're looking to target your product or service to the outdoor community, Tony Sanders Outdoors can help. Nearly one-third of the radios are tuned to Tony Sanders Outdoors on Saturday mornings from 5 to 7 a.m. Whether it's a recorded commercial, live reads, remote broadcast, or product endorsements, Tony and Rob can help. Give us a call at 423-280-3677 to discuss your advertising needs. Tony Sanders Outdoors, your outdoor advertising solution. 423-280-3677. Welcome back. Tony Sanders Outdoors. Hey, I'm looking at this physical therapy equipment. I may have to get me some of that stuff. 
Well, I find it wild that they have a gun auction on your birthday. I'm thinking that, you know, they they know something about you, Tony. I think that's planned. <laughs> I'm just saying. I'm just throwing that out there. So. Happy birthday to me. Happy birthday mm-hmm. to me. Mm-hmm. Hey, let's hit, uh, before we get back to Ronnie, let's hit the turkey harvest. Uh, sure. I'm on, I'm on, I'm on preempt you, Rob. We got 37,449 as of close of business yesterday. All right. That's well, a lot that's of state. Yes, that is. That's the statewide numbers. Uh, the increase from last year, uh, is 29,807. And, no, uh, well, I mean, the same, I'm sorry, the same time last year is 29,807. Okay. So that leaves us a difference of we've taken more turkeys than last year of 5,690. No. This year than last your year. Math, no. Your math is bad. Okay. How so? You scare me as an engineer. You just well, scare me. <laughs> I, I'm looking at the numbers. I looked up last year's numbers on the same time period. Okay. It, it was 29,807. What, what is your number for total harvest right now? Thirty-five thousand four hundred and ninety-seven. Okay, it's thirty-seven four forty-nine. You're leaving out the youth. The youth was the weekend before, so you're giving just the the regular turkey season harvest. Okay. okay. The youth was about two thousand. Okay. So that's the difference. All right. So, so go with your numbers. All right, then instead of five thousand six hundred ninety, it's three thousand six hundred ninety <laughs> increase from last year. No, the other way. Oh. Seven thousand. All right. Um, the, num- <laughs> the numbers this, I've got. Hey, this just it's early. Live radio I'm, sucks. Let me tell yeah, you. Yeah, I know. I know <laughs> it. Uh, these are the numbers I got, and they do include uh, WMAs. So uh, region one is seven thousand three hundred ninety-seven. Region two is thirteen thousand four hundred twenty. Region three is seven thousand two hundred and thirty-three. Region 4 is 7,447. Hamilton County this week took uh, the grand total so far, not counting youth, is uh, 329. Bledsoe, 257. Bradley, 252. Grundy, 258. Marion, 420. McMinn, 479. Meggs, 256. Monroe, 378. Polk, 131. Ray, even 300, and Sequatchie, 215. A lot of birds. A lot of birds. Ronnie, do you have birds on your property up there, or do they well, shy away from you? I was, uh, I've never seen any turkeys up here, but the other day I was coming back from the range. I'd been up there doing some maintenance, and I thought, what in the world is that standing over there next to my fence line? And it was two guineas. I've I, where they came from, I have no earthly idea. So, but as far as you know, turkeys. Now, I've I've seen a bunch of turkeys next door to me, but that's my neighbors, so doesn't matter about them. The um, I would imagine with all the shooting that they probably just don't necessarily like being around your place. Well, the horses and the cattle on the next door property, they don't care. They just hang out up there with us and watch us. Right. <laughs> I'm almost got the deer indoctrinated. I've got a, I got about five or six that hang around and don't come up here hunting. Uh, I got about five or six that hang around up here. I actually uh, feed them. I'm trying to turn them into pets. Well, now that's really not not something you should be doing with our deer. 
Well, that's, that, that violates operational security right there. <laughs> Tell people Fair really enough. Nice food. Fair enough. Um, all right, so what were we talking about, Rob? Help me remember what before we went to the break. We're going to talk about me having a near-drowning death no. experience? No, oh, we, no. We'll, we'll get to that before the show's over, yes. But okay. uh, we were talking something about guns. I don't, I've, my mind has gone blank. Uh, All right. Uh, I'm talking about operational security and not letting people know what you have. Well, we were talking about that. Um, and and I do think there should be you should you should go out of your way to somewhat to secure your vehicles and f secure your secure your 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 guns and things like that at your house. So if people do get in, they don't have an easy hey. Let's just pick this up and carry it off. Mm -hmm. Well, and I know a lot of people uh, don't do that. Yeah, part of the Tennessee handgun safety class talks about storage and everything. And I think it's worded that you should always secure weapons from unauthorized personnel and or individuals. And uh, yeah, that that makes sense. So uh, that's just like today. I've got a ladies' class, and I'm gonna leave the house unlocked where the ladies have to use the bathroom, but everything's put up and secured. So yeah. Hey, speaking of uh, handgun, I mean, of uh, firearm safety and the rules, there was a shooting that happened last week or the week before in in our area, and and when I told when Rob and I were talking about it, and to me, the people were leaving the guy's property when he shot and killed somebody, and if I'm not mistaken, when I took my class, I have to be an imminent threat of my life to. Use deadly force. Yes, sir. And leaving my property does not put me in imminent danger, right? Once, once that person disengages and goes away from you, if you follow them up, then you're the attacker. Yes, sir. That's what I thought. They they were trying to kind of downplay it, but I was really afraid this guy was going to be in trouble or or lady. I don't even know who it was. Um, it, it sounds like they might have some problems. And then we just saw the situation down in Georgia uh, last, just this week, I mean, where the two uh, gentlemen, one of them an ex-police officer, Correct. Uh, has been now charged with murder for killing the uh, unarmed uh, black youth that was running through the neighborhood. Uh, I couldn't tell if he was running as an exercise. I think he was, but I don't know. They said um, it was a jogger, so I don't know if it was okay. frequent or not. But so they've now they've now both been charged with murder, I believe. Correct, yes, sir. GBI booked them uh, not before last, yes. So you know now that's in the court system. Again, it 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 just concerns me um, as a as a outdoor person. Uh, and also a, a gun advocate, I think it just concerns me that people lose sight of 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 what that firearm is for. It, and and that's actually um, one of the things that's um, in the, in this new class I'm going to do online is we talk about 
owning a handgun, and if you carry that thing for self-defense, you're basically the judge, the jury, and the executioner. So yes, there is a huge, huge responsibility. And people will do like you said a while ago, they'll shoot 10 or 15 rounds after they get their permit class, and they think they're wider, and that is just not the case. No, it's really not. All right, we're uh, we're up against a break. We're going to take a quick break, and we'll wrap up this hour when we come back. And you're listening to Ronnie Dodd from Dodd Training on Tony Sanders Outdoors. And it's worth a bunch of money, but it damn sure ain't for sale. The good Lord only knows all the stories it can tell. Babies Fertilizer in Cleveland, Tennessee are the only ones you need to call for your commercial lawn care supplies. They are experts in fertilizer, lawn chemicals, mulch, stone, and all your commercial lawn care needs. They have the expertise to recommend formulated special blends for your lawn care company. Your customers will be happy with the great results, and so will you. Babies have years of local knowledge and know what will work in this area. Go with the pros at Baby Fertilizer, 472-5491, 472-5491, and check them out at babiesfertilizer.com. Sportsman's Warehouse is a perfect place to shop for all your outdoor equipment. No matter the season, Sportsman's Warehouse friendly staff and knowledgeable experts can assist you in finding what you need for your adventure. If you're a hunter, angler, boater, hiker, camper, or need clothing or shoes, Sportsman's Warehouse has just what you need. If you're looking for a firearm, Sportsman's Warehouse has over a 1,000 guns in the store. Now, if you don't see one you want, you can go to sportsmanswarehouse.com and select from over 6,700 guns offered online. Then you can have it shipped directly to the store, everyday low prices, no shipping charges, and no processing fees. Don't forget to sign up and register for the Sportsman's Warehouse loyalty card. This will give you points towards gift cards and special promotions, as well as keeping you informed of upcoming events. Be sure to like them on Facebook for prizes, promotions, as well as things happening at the store. The place to shop for all your outdoor needs. Sportsman's Warehouse, the great indoors for those who love the great outdoors. Highway 153 and Lee Highway. Welcome back. Tony Sanders Outdoors, wrapping it up this first hour on this cool May morning. Turkey hunters are headed to the woods to try to add to that 37,449 they have already harvested. Uh, it's 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 been crazy, Rob. People have been talking about, it's a slaughter. It's a turkey slaughter. It's and, turkey uh, getting. <laughs> it is. It's, it's, it is humorous. Now, don't get me wrong. There's a lot of turkeys that have been shot. Um, but you also have a lot of people hunting that normally haven't been hunted, too. Our, uh, we, we put something out the other day. Our license sales are up millions of dollars this year in TWR. Oh, that's a good deal. Because people are finding, discovering the woods because they can't do baseball and all that other junk they've normally done. Soccer and mm-hmm. all that stuff that takes away from kids. So. Oh, yeah. Well, I think that the I think that's part of it, and I think that the uh, you know the having the time to get into the woods is is a major factor in that issue. But I also think that um, you may have a few people that you know 
haven't hunted want to get into it. You know, they see everybody on social media getting into it. And I think you got a lot of first time hunters who may or may not have hunted this year. So maybe they're out there in the woods and, and I wish them all luck as well. So sure. Absolutely. Uh, anything on the calendar? Uh, we do have, as far as I'm aware, we do have one event, and that's going to be the Ducks Unlimited Youth Event. As far as I'm aware, it's still going on. It's going to be the DU Greenwing Youth Event on July 11th, 2020 at Covey Creek Farms. That's going to be from 9 to 1 p.m., 9 to 1 p.m., out at Covey Creek Farms in North Georgia. So if you have a youth, be sure and check out the uh, Chattanooga Ducks Unlimited Facebook page for more information on that. Sign up your youth, and they can participate in all kinds of fun outdoor events. And by all kinds, I mean hunting, fishing, hiking, biking, camping, you name it, they got it. And shooting. There will be some shooting. Oh, yeah. That Typically, there's, there's some uh, shotguns, clay pigeon stuff that's shot there, which is kind of cool. And I don't know how many BB guns. Don't forget young that. people have not uh, ever shot a gun shot it there the first time so it's a, mm-hmm. it's a great youth event oh it is Hopefully and that's people uh, will get out there yep that's july 11th uh trout unlimited will be out there as far as i'm aware we'll be out there uh with some coloring books and tying flies and maybe some rods for the kids to cast so Ronnie, tell everybody how to get a hold of you before we go to the top of the hour break i'm sorry me yes you sir oh okay DoddTraining.com, D O D D Training.com on the internet and 423-877-0399 is my office number. And uh, you've got, you're starting to open up some of your classes and uh, where people can uh, come up there and take some lessons and things like that. And we'll talk a little bit more about that in the next hour. and then I'm going to ask you the proverbial, what's the best gun for me to have? You, you can think about that one through the break. How's that? Okay. Well, I can we'll talk- answer that one. Yes, have a gun. <laughs> Doesn't matter which kind. Yes, have one. Eh, he may not agree with you on that one, Rob. You know, you, you're just well, a fisherman. Well, it's better to have one. I'm just saying it's better to have one <laughs> he, than not have very, one. He's very close, though. I understand. I understand. <laughs> we'll give him credit. He's he's hung around. He's around, around some cool people for a while, so. That is very true. That is very true. Uh, and also talk about some of this. Uh, I want to talk about some things that people should do just to be prepared in their home. I think uh, people are often very unprepared when they're at their house. They get relaxed and comfortable and feel safe in their in their castle and. Uh, and that's always not always a good thing. So some things like that. So we'll talk about some other things like that uh, in the uh, in the next hour, and then we'll let Rob talk about almost drowning on the water because he let his waders get in bad shape. He didn't almost drown. I kid you not. He got cold though. Yes, I got very cold, very wet, and very chilled. Supposed to stay dry. That's what you do when you. That's why you have all those expensive waders and stuff. Yes, that's why you wear the plastic pants is to keep the water out. But uh, or, the, or, or the water in, if, like the commercial that's been running, if you don't wake up in, in time to go to the bathroom. Yeah, oh, the prostate commercial? Yeah, if you don't wake up in time, you know, you, <laughs> do you go to the bathroom all night? Yeah, I'd rather wake up and go than not, you know. At that point, they put you in a home. I mean, come on. 
just throwing that out there. <laughs> Thanks. Being yeah. that I'm a little bit closer than you are to that home. Yeah, not by much, <laughs> sir. Not by much. <laughs> so, you know, I look forward to several of those topics in the next hour uh, and, uh, and talking about a little bit more about, uh, you know, just the whole firearm phenomenon. Like you said, Ronnie, in the, in the first hour, uh, more guns have been sold in the last two months than they've been sold in a long time. And that's uh, something that you got to be aware of. So when we come back here in just a few minutes on Tony Sanders Outdoors, Jesse, take us to the top hour, man. Don't stop that podcast now. That's only one half of the show. We'll be right back with the second half of Tony Sanders Outdoors. Tighten your life vest, wrap into your tree stand, and get ready for the award-winning Tony Sanders Outdoors. Your source for outdoor information, education, and entertainment. Now, here are your hosts, Tony Sanders and Rob Pratula. Welcome back. Tony Sanders Outdoors, hanging with you this Saturday morning. A lot of people on Facebook this morning. Hello. Good to see you. Thanks for being here. Have in in studio, in our own studios, you have uh, Robert Pratula, the trial professor, hanging out from uh, Hickson, Tennessee. Correct. Tony Sanders hanging out with you from Saudi Daisy. Jesse in the actual in the studio pushing our buttons. And Ronnie Dodd from Sell Creek, Tennessee. All of us via Skype this morning. Technology is kind of cool. Technology really is, is indeed cool. It, it really is. But uh, looking forward to getting back in the station at some point. Kind of miss it. Kind of miss it. I'll just <laughs> well, say. You, you may have a problem because I'm enjoying not going to the station. You're wanting to get back with. We may be doing the station or the show from two different locations for a while. Well, that'd be fine. That'd be fine. I'll, I'll, I'll go I, in. I tell you, one of the one of the big advantages uh, there at that last the last part of the last hour, uh, I was starting to get a little queasy. I guess I don't know exactly what it was. So during the break, I went and fixed uh, something to to put on to put on my stomach, and uh, you know that's advantages that you have being at your house. I have to admit. True, true. I've seen you hit up the candy machine in the station like several times and, you know, down a package of, of M&Ms or something in between in, in between segments. But You've also you seen know. me get sick eating an apple in the studio, too. <laughs> yeah, that too. Yeah, I, I seem to recall that. But I also recall us having some wonderful uh, venison sausage biscuits in the station. And uh, truck driver Dave always brought those to us at some point during uh, – during his time off, he he would always run down some uh, venison sausage biscuits, and he and 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 he always remembered. He knows I like mustard because I always put it on at the uh, warrior hunts. He always brings a, a little condiment thing of mustard for me, just for me, and you yeah. know, I appreciate that, Dave. So, so 
course, Jesse, he never appreciates any time I bring food in for him, but that's okay. We'll remember that. Well, no, you brought it in, and and I've brought in a whole bunch of food. I brought in uh, those, uh, you like those uh, Rice Krispie treats I made, didn't you? Jesse liked them. Yeah, my yeah, my dad really wanted to know the recipe for that. <laughs> so there you go. I bring in food. Just happen to be sugary treats, but hey, I bring in food. All right, we're on food and time to get off of food. Let's yep. go back and... Um... All right, a couple of questions, Ronnie. I'm going to throw these out there and just let you kind of talk about it. Okay. Uh, shotguns for home defense. Uh, you know, of course, the big thing now is these little, um, back in the day, we called them witness protection shotguns. But uh, the thing about that is, if it's a 12 gauge, even a, a light load out of it, it's going to be hard to shoot. If I had to recommend one shotgun for a home defense shotgun, knowing that the wife or maybe even a child might have to use it. I recommend one of the Mossberg or one of the Remington 870s in 20 gauge. Okay. With number four buck. And okay. That, that would be a great defense. And it's easy to shoot. Uh, if you need to make follow-up shots, it's, it's not hard to do. It's not going to knock them down off their feet. So, uh, yeah, 20, 20 gauge is a pretty good home defense shotgun round. You know, it's kind of interesting nice. you say that, Ronnie. Uh, the biggest thing right now in the turkey world, turkey hunting world, is a 410 with this uh, new load called TSS, which is uh, a new load and new uh, choke combination, TSS. special. Yeah, that's it. Tony Sanders special. Uh, God, I wish I'd thought about that. That's pretty good. Patent anyway. ending 2020. Yeah, <laughs> but those things are pretty, uh, believe it or not, they're, it's pretty deadly on turkeys. I'm mean, talking about a 410 at um, 50, 60 yards. That, that might even be better than the this concept of using... Um, the 20 gauge even. That's, uh, uh, that's pretty impressive, yes. You know, because, and think about it, if you um, if you pepper somebody pretty good with uh, a shot at, at 10 feet, 15 feet, they're not going to necessarily stick around. Even if you don't knock them down, they're not going to stick around. They will disengage, yes. <laughs> <laughs> I like that disengage. I like that term. So yeah, it's uh, <clears throat> you don't have to worry about over penetration or anything like that. So, <clears throat> excuse me. So yeah, that that's uh, that's good. I'm gonna have to check that out. Yeah, I don't, I don't know, I don't know anything about it. Uh, and and I would rather be, I would, I'd like to be correct gunned more than over gunned or under gunned. But I do know that technology is making a lot of advancements on ammunition, which is changing our thoughts as far as firearms are concerned and what you need or don't need or things like that. Agreed. Agreed. Yeah. So, um, well, if y'all want, I'll let you know what my home shotgun setup is. And, you know, I've heard Ronnie's 
uh, comments, and and I think that's absolutely great. But I'll tell you what I have and I can work with. I've got a uh, 870 with a full choke and number four goose load. That and that'll do the job. Now my wife is very familiar with that gun. Uh, she's very confident with that one, so I have no problem, you know, leaving that gun ready, ready to roll in the house. And uh, I've taught her how to use it, how to load it, how to unload it, how to fire it, everything. And I've gone through it with her, and she's really confident with it. So, but I do like your comment of a uh, twenty gauge for a little less than you know, a little less oomph. And I think, you know, that might be a little bit better. So I may need to look into that. Okay. All right. We were talking also earlier, Ronnie, about um, being prepared at home. Uh, had a situation last Saturday where something was going on. I, I had fallen asleep and something was going on outside my house. Mm. And... I got up, and I, I kind of watched it from the door for a second. Um, didn't like what I was seeing because I didn't understand what I was seeing. Uh, so I retrieved uh, a uh, two things, cell phone and a firearm. Called, uh, called the police because, again, this was at 11.45 at night just didn't seem right uh and so i stood there with that and the the thing that was different though is i had time to get prepared uh they weren't coming in trying to get into my house i mean i had time to get prepared so what should people do to make sure that they are prepared because if it had been a situation where someone kicked in the door uh, I might not have been as prepared. Uh, and so, or, you know, Rob might not have been able to get to his shotgun or whatever. So what should people do to, to kind of be prepared? And then also think about when you answer this, Ronnie, about people with, with kids and smaller kids and what they should do there. Well, think back to when we were in high school and uh, we had fire drills. And this is kind of how I tell people to prepare their homes is imagine in the middle of the night you woke up and your house is on fire. What are you going to do? And people need to, if they're smart, they will have basically an emergency plan that now in my, in my case, I'm, I'm by myself. All I got to worry about is getting me and the beagle out. Uh, but if my daughter and son-in-law was up visiting, I would have to worry about where they were at in the house, what their action would be. And you really, if, if you have a family, you need to sit down and basically draw up a, a fire emergency plan that will encompass all of these things. Okay, who's going for the 911 phone call? Who's going to grab the trauma kit? Who's going to... Uh, make sure the kids are secured in their room. Who's going to watch the kids' room? You know, all of this stuff needs to be thought of ahead of time rather than 2 o'clock in the morning when they 
hear the door, front door get kicked in, and you look over at your wife and say, honey, where's the key to the combination for the gun, sock, gun lock? That, that's not the time to be thinking about that. That's, that needs to be pre-planned. Pre-plan, there, there's the six P principle, and uh, I can't say it on radio, but it's uh, something poor planning, uh, poor, you know. You know what I mean? I do. But yeah. I, I have a very similar piss poor planning on your part does not constitute panic on my part. So that's modify that just close, a little bit. That's very close to it. Yes, sir. Um, so you do need to be prepared. You need to think about what's going to happen. That what if. Um, yeah. You know, you know, something else on that line. Um, know your escape routes. I mean, a lot of people don't think about this, but, you know, you have an entry into your house, which is the door. Most people really don't consider that you may have an alternate exit through a window. I mean, you know, people look at a window and think, okay, it's a window, but you do have an alternate exit through a window situation dependent. And, you know, just be aware of that when you're doing your planning. There is an exit from this room. There's one exit. There's a door out or a window. So you got two exits, and you need to know the best one. So that's that's really great advice. I had a friend that lived on a third-floor apartment. He actually had a caving, uh, one of these caving ladders. Yep. Where, yeah, if he had to, yep. he could go out the window. Yep. Yeah. I actually have uh, uh, an escape ladder for all three of our upstairs bedrooms just for that okay. purpose. There you yep. go. Exactly. I Knock mean, that, out the window, know, throw the ladder out and it's a rope ladder type deal and you can climb down it. Yep. So and see, but we need to do that pre planning as Ronnie yep. said. Yeah. All right, it's time to go pay a bill. When we come back we'll uh, continue this conversation with Ronnie Dodd from Dodd Training and Rob and Tony on Tony Sanders Outdoors. If you're looking to target your product or service to the outdoor community, Tony Sanders Outdoors can help. Nearly one-third of the radios are tuned to Tony Sanders Outdoors on Saturday mornings from 5 to 7 a.m. Whether it's a recorded commercial, live reads, remote broadcast, or product endorsements, Tony and Rob can help. Give us a call at 423-280-3677 to discuss your advertising needs. Tony Sanders Outdoors, your outdoor advertising solution. 423-280-3677. Are you a member of the National Rifle Association? If not, why? No other organization in this country fights for your rights like the NRA. In the current environment, our rights under the Second Amendment are being attacked every day. While we in the South may feel comfortable, that is not the case all across America. The NRA is taking up the fight for you, and you need to be a part. Join the over 5 million men, women, and children who are members of the NRA. Go to TonySandersOutdoors.com and click on the Join NRA link. Don't wait too late. Welcome back. Tony Sanders Outdoors. Hanging with you this Saturday morning. Mr. Robert. Sir. Before we get back to Ronnie, why don't you tell us about your elk trip? Well, had a interesting trip down the elk river uh last saturday with uh captain jared Wright, and uh had a 
a lot of interesting things happen. Uh, we were fishing, caught some fish, traveling down the river, and we put in, and we were, I think, one of five, four or five boats that put in at the dam and were floating down to Ferris Creek Bridge. There were a lot of people on the water, a lot of people, a lot of anglers, which I was great and very glad to see. But we also saw a lot of people loading kayaks and dumping kayaks in the water where we were putting in. Well, we got about a third of the way down the river, and Jared said, hey, we need to get out, walk, and fish this area. So I hopped out of the drift boat. And I'm fishing, 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 and I had three big hits in this one hole. I don't know what happened. Could not hook up with them. But I'm standing there thinking, my leg's cold and wet. This isn't right. And I thought, my sock is wet, like really wet, like not sweat wet, but really, really, really wet. And I thought, something's really going on here. This is not good. So I went ahead and unbuckled my waiter belt, stuck my hand down my leg, and it was soaked. I mean, soaked from my pocket down to my feet. You didn't wake up in time enough to go pee. <laughs> that's And I, I posted that on Facebook, and that's what everybody said. Yeah, you peed your waiters. You're getting old. You peed your waiters. You should have taken, you know, health prostate 25, and, you know, that would have helped you out, and you wouldn't have peed your waiters or something like I'm like, no, 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 no. I've got these 13-year-old waiters, and they finally – bit the dust they're held together with you know pretty much duct tape spit and glue at this point and they they finally bit the dust so i i stripped my waders off and my my whole i've got on jeans under them and my whole leg is wet my socks are wet and i, I was like all right to heck with this so uh stripped off the waders and uh you know tried to dry out in the sun as best i could and I did eventually dry out. But the weird thing was, all day, we had kayakers uh, coming down river, passing us. And, I mean, don't get me wrong. I, You know, you want to use the, the resource of the river? I got no problem with that. First of all, folks, pick up your trash. Number two, learn how to paddle. Number three, don't drink so much that you are sloppy drunk, falling off your daggum canoe and going down everything backwards. Number four... I don't need you to bring a boom box. I'm out there to get away from everything, so I don't need to hear your music. There were two kayaks and one drift boat that had full-blown boom boxes going, and I heard you know, everything from country to metal. I don't need to hear that. I, I appreciate it. Get outdoors, but leave your music at home or put in earbuds for crying out loud. So anyway, I'm, I'm soaked to the bone. We get to the takeout. We're number eight. I'm not kidding. We're number eight in line to get at the takeout behind eight drift boats and about 101 kayaks. And it was a zoo at the takeout. It was an absolute zoo because a lot of people did not know ramp etiquette, and a lot of people didn't prep their boat to get it out of the water prior to 
putting down their trailer. So I, we sat there for probably a good hour and 20 minutes trying to get out of the water when we were at the takeout point. Now, at this point, I pretty much consigned myself to wet pants, so I'm wading around in my socks, shoes, and jeans. And uh, But anyway, but on a, on a bright note, I did go get some new waders, so I'm waiting to baptize those in the very near future. So I have new waterproof waders that I'm hoping to try out here in the very near future. So, What did you end up getting? Um, I ended up getting uh, Choda, which is a Tennessee company, and um, they've got a really great uh, system on their suspenders. I, I don't know that I, I may I may actually put up a video on Facebook about this. They've got a system where you can pull them down and make them waste waders because it's so hot here in the South, and the, they're a Tennessee company. And um, I got them at uh, the fly company up in Cleveland, which is uh, Caleb's Fly Shop. And uh, he was very nice, and uh, ironically, uh, when I was in there, I got recognized by about three or four other guides and about four other patrons that came in and were like, Hey, Rob, how you doing? Hey, you're that trout guy. I'm like, yes, I'm the trout guy. Thanks to Tony Sanders. No matter where I go, I'm now the trout guy. Um, so, But I do appreciate that. But uh, we were talking about all the uh, kayakers that were out there, and uh, it was a big discussion discussion amongst most of the guides uh but now the the flows are up to over three thousand at the elk so nobody's going to be on the water the flows are way high on the duck and the hiawassee so just we're not going to be fishing tail waters anytime soon because of the massive amount of flows so uh, hopefully i will be able to baptize these new chota waders um in the very near future but uh, i really like the uh I looked. I looked at a lot of waiters. I, I, I even called my good friend Tony Sanders, and uh, asked his opinion on uh, some things I was looking at. I, I, I kind of knew where I was, but I wanted a, uh, you know, a sounding board to hear where my thinking was going. And uh, the uh, Chodas have this great system to uh, turn them into half waiters, where you could pull them down off your chest and, and, you know, vent the heat. Uh, so if you're looking for some waders, you need to look for Chodas. I'm telling you right now, cause I'm very happy with what I bought and I'm really, really excited about, about getting out there. Cool. Well, good for you. But fish were caught and fun was had. Uh, Jared caught a really nice Brown and I got a couple of rainbows, but all in all, it was kind of slow. Um, and, and I don't know if that's, the river or 800 kayaks coming down the river so yes but uh i will say there was a lot of talk amongst the guides about the number of kayakers out there that you know were not how do i say most of them probably have not been through a boating course and they don't understand the rules of the road and road i mean water so sure um and there's a lot of discussion on things that could and might be done, but, you know, we'll see where that goes. Unless you guys share those, nothing will ever be done. So, mm -hmm. True. So, there you go. Mm -hmm. Aren't you glad you don't fish, Ronnie? Uh, no. Uh, yeah. 
that's that that's one more sport i don't need now <laughs> i used to when i was a kid we lived in canton georgia my father was a trooper and we were posted in canton and i had a uncle that loved to fish canton is surrounded by lakes so on the weekends i could just about bet i was going with my uncle to go fishing so i have i have fished before but that's not one of my favorite pastimes do you hunt at all not ever since i was sitting in the woods one morning and i hear this quack 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 and then i hear the gunshot and i realized that was a bullet going in the trees right above me uh -huh. the person that fired it probably never knew i was anywhere around yeah said, nope i'm out of here i bow hunted a lot after that but uh no i haven't hunted in decades okay that's all right not not everybody can be perfect uh, rob and i, <laughs> you know, I, I, I... <laughs> were you gonna say something Rob? no i i was i was laughing my tail off not everybody can be perfect like us but huh. yeah i go out with leaky waiters yes i'm perfect but yeah i wasn't gonna say a word <laughs> all right we're gonna go pay our bill here when we come back we'll get back into the the gun discussion and a couple of uh questions i'm gonna throw out there for ronnie like facebook questions like what is the best gun for blank we'll be right back on tony sanders outdoors and you don't miss there were ducks and bucks and small mouths and a few old faded pictures and the same three cocky rednecks Bates Fertilizer in Cleveland, Tennessee are the only ones you need to call for your commercial lawn care supplies. They are experts in fertilizer, lawn chemicals, mulch, stone, and all your commercial lawn care needs. They have the expertise to recommend formulated special blends for your lawn care company. Your customers will be happy with the great results, and so will you. Bates has years of local knowledge and know what will work in this area. Go with the pros at Beatty Fertilizer, 472-5491, 472-5491, and check them out at Beatty's Fertilizer. Sportsman's Warehouse is the perfect place to shop for all your outdoor equipment. No matter the season, Sportsman's Warehouse friendly staff and knowledgeable experts can assist you in finding what you need for your adventure. If you're a hunter, angler, boater, hiker, camper, or need clothing or shoes, Sportsman's Warehouse has just what you need. If you're looking for a firearm, Sportsman's Warehouse has over a thousand guns in the store. Now, if you don't see one you want, you can go to sportsmanswarehouse.com and select from over 6,700 guns offered online. Then you can have it shipped directly to the store, everyday low prices, no shipping charges, and no processing fees. Don't forget to sign up and register for the Sportsman's Warehouse loyalty card. This will give you points towards gift cards and special promotions, as well as keeping you informed of upcoming events. Be sure to like them on Facebook for prizes, promotions, as well as things happening at the store. The place to shop for all your outdoor needs. Sportsman's Warehouse. The great indoors for those who love the great outdoors. Highway 153 and Lee Highway. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. That is more than the catchy jingle when it describes State Farm agent Rodney Allen. For over 20 years, Rodney and his team of professionals have been taking care of our family's insurance needs. Whether it's home, auto, life, or insurance, or your outdoor toys, whatever it is, Rodney Allen and State Farm can handle these needs. Don't forget your banking and financial needs as well. Reach Rodney Allen and his staff at 423-847-3881. Again, that's 423-847-3881. And invest 
a few minutes of your time to deal with a financial professional and his staff. Rodney Allen, State Farm. Welcome back to Tony Center's Outdoors. <laughs> Hanging with you this Saturday morning. I've had Gunner decide to come and join me in the studio this morning. Yeah, I see that. you got a friend who's uh, wanting some serious petting. He's almost sound like a cat in here. He's, he's that moaning because I'm scratching that right spot for his, behind his ears, and he's like, Oh, that feels so good. Keep scratching. Keep scratching. Yeah, well, you that. came up here the other day, and and he, uh, he, he, he stayed very close to you while you were making sure that he got attention. Yes, he he is such a good dog. He is such a good dog. I, you know, I gave him the I gave him the scratch, and he was, and I don't know what it is about big bird dogs. And we need to do a bird dog show at some point. Labradors, Chesapeake's, uh, Goldens, uh, your you know your your species, they all lean into the the petting. You you start petting them, and they lean into you like. They're gonna, and if you move, they'll fall over. I don't know what it is about these dogs, but you start petting them, and they lean into you, and they're sitting there going, ah, ah, ah. Oh, that feels good. Keep petting. Ah, ah, ah. Yeah, they are. They are big babies. There's no doubt. Oh, All yeah. right, Ronnie. A couple of questions here. Tell everybody again how to get a hold of you. Doddtraining.com. D o d d training.com. Uh, or four two three eight seven seven zero three nine nine. And tell everybody. I'm sorry. Go ahead. That's it. I was going to say, tell everybody what all you guys offer up there at Dodge Training. We do everything from um, the ten the enhanced Tennessee handgun safety course up to the uh, Rogers Range training system, and that is three days of hard shooting or four days hard shooting. Uh, so we do everything from basic to advanced. Okay. All right. In your opinion, Facebook question here, what's the best, what's the best handgun out there? I'm sorry. Don't answer that. Don't answer that. Well, no, I was going to ask what's the best carry gun. The one that you will practice with and have with you when you need it. Gotcha. I have, I have fallen in love with this 365 SIG series. Okay. Well, I just bought a 365. I'd really gotten comfortable with it. And one of my students showed up the 2365 XL. And I knew it was out. I hadn't had a shot shoot one. I shot his, I sold mine the next day and bought one of the XLs. And I've got okay. use for that. That's, I used to carry a shield every day, but I'm pretty much carrying a 365 6 XL all the time now. So what's the XL? What's I have a 365. What's the XL? Okay, it's just a tad longer. you got a little bit better sight radius, sight length for us old eyes. Uh, and a little bit bigger grip of the gun. Ergonomically, it's just, uh, it fits my hand like a glove. I mean, 
And I love my M&P shields. Don't get me wrong. They're great guns. Uh, but I've really fallen in love with this 365. What? Hey, Ronnie, what caliber does that come in? Nine millimeter. Okay. And, and the thing about it is you can get up to a, it comes with a 12 round flush mounted magazine. So you've got 12 rounds of nine millimeter. Um, and they actually make a 15 round mag for it. So you could have the 12 in the gun for concealment and then have a couple of 15s as backup. And if you need more ammunition than that, you better hope SWAT's on the way. Mm -hmm. <laughs> um, real quick question since we've got a gun expert on. Um, I've seen a lot of debate online, whether it be, you know, everybody says nine millimeters, not enough. Um, 38 is not enough. You need 45, you know, 44. Uh, you need 357. You need 357 SIG. I'm thinking most of those, and this is me personally, and I mean, correct me if I'm wrong. Anything above like, you know, 40, 9 millimeter, anything above that's going to pretty much do the job. I mean, if you're accurate in your shot placement. No matter, I mean, if you're accurate, you can do it with a 22. But I'm just saying that a 38 to a 357 Magnum, you know, is going to do the job. Well, you kind of hit you kind of hit on the point there. It's all about the shot placement. You know, I can take I could take a 45 round down here on my. Well, I can't. It's good now since the cancer. I've lost a bunch of weight. But I could have taken a 45 round down here around my uh, pelvic area uh, and probably been okay. Um, it, it, it's all about the shot placement. I mean, look how many shootings we've had in Chattanooga this year, but there's not that many dead. It's, it's all about the shot placement. Okay. So, yeah, you're right. right. You take a 22 and put it right between, right in the cranial cavity here they're going down you hope i've known of cases where guys have taken 45 rounds in the face and then in the head and survived so uh i worked a uh, an attempted suicide one time i took a 12 gauge shotgun put it right here triggered it with his toe had a hole in his back i could put my fist in and the guy lived. It didn't hit anything vital. So it's all about the placement. Gotcha. Amazing all stuff. right. Uh, I saw a question the other day, and I, I thought it was kind of interesting. Uh, and I'll throw this up to you. Uh, best larger single stack firearm. You know, you talk about the the sixty five, and and I and I have a sixty five, and you're right. I think the the regular 65 is what 11 rounds or something like 365. Yeah, sure. But he was asking for a larger single stack. Of course, I immediately think about the 1911. I mean, if you're looking for a single stack and uh, large gun, I mean, the 1911 comes to mind. But it was interesting to see the different comments, and it was even more interesting to see the people that didn't know what the hell they were talking about commenting. Uh, <laughs> no, not yes. on the internet. Facebook, it or not, it's kind of funny. Um, 
But, you know, I thought about that. I think one of the probably the one of the most comfortable single stacks I've come across, Ronnie, in a while is the Glock 48. Uh, and I'm not a big Glock fan, but I really like that 48 in 9mm. Uh, it's, a, it's a comfortable gun. There, uh, a lot can be said for that, yeah. Uh, I had a gentleman up here a couple of weeks ago. I was working with him one-on-one. was running one of the, uh, I forget which model of the Kimber, single stack, 9mm, and he did real well with it, yeah. And uh, he was on a church security detail, so uh, kudos to him. He realized he wasn't competent to protect the patrons so he was up here practicing that that's a right. good thing but yeah that's uh the uh the the single stack blocks or there's nothing wrong with them hey, here's and, and and i got into this the other day and and i want your opinion on that uh single action versus double action in uh in a semi-automatic i had not really thought about it until i was asked the question okay uh, and of course, you got a lot of guns that are, you know, double action only. Or, uh, but I just I started thinking about that, and the single action part was actually more intriguing than I, I realized as I started thinking through it uh, from a safety perspective and other other reasons as well. What are your thoughts on that? Knowing somebody you carry runs, a double action, somebody runs a single stack gun, which is going to be. With all probability, a 1911 design platform, there's a heck of a learning curve to it. And you have to be, uh, you need to put the time and the effort into it to learn it because as soon as you swipe that safety off, even a rough trigger pull is going to be around five pounds. And you can have a, uh, you can have things happen that you don't want to have happen. The double action, let's say the 226, where the first shot is double action, and then you go to single action, where you have two completely different type trigger pulls there. There again, if you practice with it, it's not a problem. First, The first uh, advanced score I ever shot in IDPA, I was shooting a SIG 226. And... Uh, but there again, you have to put, because you've got a long trigger pull, then you've got an easy trigger pull. And and that takes, that. there's a learning curve to that as well. Right. So I think what you're saying is practice, practice, practice. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. And what are some of the common mistakes? Uh, I'm sorry, we're up, actually up against a break. I'll get this after this hour. Uh, final, final, final question I'm going to have for you here in just a second, Ronnie. Common mistakes people make when carrying a firearm for safety. Okay. Uh, I love the guys on uh, uh, NCIS who carry the gun in the small of their back. I, you know, that's just, that's, you yeah, see where I'm going. We'll be yes. right back on Tony Sanders Outdoors. Damn sure ain't for sale. The good Lord only knows all the stories he can tell. Granddaddy's gone. Sportsman's Warehouse has always supported the Chattanooga community and all the local conservation groups, wild game dinners, youth events, and much, much more. Please go and see them today at the corner of 153 and Lee Highway. Because whatever you need, whether it's camping, fishing, hiking, or hunting, 
Whatever you need for your outdoor adventures, you can get it at Sportsman's Warehouse. Sportsman's Warehouse, the great indoors for those who love the great outdoors. Check them out at sportsmans.com. Sportsman's Warehouse, located at the corner of 153 and Lee Highway. Beatty's Fertilizer in Cleveland, Tennessee are the only ones you need to call for your commercial lawn care supplies. They are experts in fertilizer, lawn chemicals, mulch, stone, and all your commercial lawn care needs. They have the expertise to recommend formulated special blends for your lawn care company. Your customers will be happy with the great results, and so will you. Beatty's has years of local knowledge and know what will work in this area. Go with the pros at Beatty Fertilizer, 472-5491, 472-5491, and check them out at Beatty's Fertilizer. Welcome back. Tony Sanders Outdoors wrapping it up this Saturday morning. Ronnie, I'm in. I appreciate you being part of our show today. It's been fun. I appreciate the invite. Thank you. And you didn't have to drive all the way to the studio. That made it even better. Hey, you know. I staggered down the hallway, put my coffee on, and walked back in, and boom, here we are. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Common mistakes people make carrying a gun. The most common mistake is, number one, they don't carry it. If you're going to own a gun, you need to carry it. It doesn't matter if you've got a Wilson Combat CQB. If it's home in the nightstand drawer and you need it, it's no good to you. But the most common mistake is... And I'm actually working on a video right there, right now about this, is the modes of carry and what they call printing. And it's like if you've got on a snug T-shirt or something like that, and you can see the outline of a gun. And you need to be able to uh, dress for the occasion. And, okay. Uh, but, the, but printing is probably the worst one or just open carry i mean open carry is just asking to get shot well rob will tell you uh and you've been with us when we go to restaurants after the show the first thing we do when we walk in is is look and see who's got guns and who doesn't um, exactly and, and i have said and and you know if people want open carry that's fine i have always said that makes you first target and i just i I'd just soon not be the first target. I I like to keep the element of surprise on my side. I like that. I like that. Why advertise? Uh, I do think, and, and I was joking before we went to the break about uh, on NCIS New Orleans, they all carry the gun in the small of their back um, in this weird kind of, horizontal holster uh i see a lot of people that will carry a gun in a place where they can't get to it pretty easily exactly and i actually have one of the small of the back holsters that i use for uh show and tell in my handgun safety classes it looks real cool on tv but in practicality it's it's not a good idea and it's uncomfortable in my opinion when you sit down in a car and if you yeah. fall, yeah. if you fall on your back, you've yeah. got this chunk of steel between you, the ground, and your spine, and that's that's not going to have a a happy ending any way you look at it. No, it's going to definitely get your attention. Now I will uh, say I do. I will say I do 
uh, ankle carry a lot when I dress, but um, I don't print, or let me rephrase that, I don't think I print as bad as some people may if they carry on their hip and, like you said, have a tight t-shirt. Under a pants leg, it's a little less obvious. Well, let me tell you a story about an ankle holster. I'll tell you two stories. One of them is now a retired Chattanooga police officer, but we used to get live together at Red Bank. <clears throat> we thought we were going to get involved in a, some serious crap one night out of outside of the uh, Pizza Hut there on Dayton Boulevard, and I wish you could have seen him dancing around because he had tight-fitting jeans on, <laughs> trying to get to his ankle holster. He okay. never got to it. We had what? him covered, but it was uh, funny. If I you're going to, if you're going to where, I'm sorry. Go ahead, Ronnie. I got involved in a situation over in Memphis back in the late '80s, and I had an ankle holster thrown, and I really thought I was going to have to shoot this guy. And uh, my first thought was, "Oh crap! There's going to be a whole lot of paperwork involved in this." And um, I have I haven't worn an ankle holster since then. And and I practiced. I mean I practiced getting out of it and I realized that that was still too slow. <coughs> Excuse me. Uh, so no, I haven't. But if that's the only way you got to carry, that's it. Absolutely. Situ- situational awareness is really important at that point. <coughs> yes, sir. All right. I want to thank Ronnie Dodd of Dodd Training for being our guest today. You can reach him at 877-0399, 877-0399, or DoddTraining.com. And uh, he can definitely help you out and make sure that you're in, in ready to, uh, to to carry that firearm. Ronnie, thank you so much for being part of the show today. I certainly appreciate it, gentlemen. Y'all have a great day. Thank you. All right. Rob, Jesse, thank you so much and appreciate everybody being here today. And we uh, look forward to seeing everybody next week on Tony Sanders Outdoors. If I can make a nickel off of turning in bass, never worry about the price of gas. I'll be wheeling and dealing and sitting there reeling them in. Hunting, fishing, loving every day. That's the prayer that a country boy prays. You have been listening to a podcast of the award-winning Tony Sanders Outdoor Show. Please subscribe to our service to get updated shows weekly throughout the year. Like us on all the social medias to keep up with what's going on on Tony Sanders Outdoors.